Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Good day, good day, everyone. I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van. I'm host of Wealth Academy Podcast, and glad that you could be with us on this beautiful day. It's a beautiful October 21st, and we have a special guest by the name of Nikkei Anani, and she's going to be sharing a lot of family business strategies, succession planning, etc. And and that all has to do with the fact that what are the essential skills needed by a next for next gen. And uh, we're going to be covering that today. Again, our mantra is wealth is more than just money. So Nikkei, how are you doing today, my friend? I am awesome. Thank you for having me, Paul. Fantastic. We're glad to have you here because this is a very, very important topic and one that we don't want people to miss. I'm going to start out with her bio, which is, is really remarkable. And uh, I'm going to share that with you all now. Nikkei Anani is a speaker, author, and consultant to next gens that seek to lead their family businesses. Nikkei is an executive chartered accountant in her family's enterprises and business, and she's also a business advisor for them. And Nikkei is passionate about helping others similar to herself that collaborate with family members and stakeholders focused on legacy businesses that would outlive them. This is beautiful. That's the legacy we have going here. And Nikkei is a graduate of University College London in the UK, beautiful UK that I've visited. And she has a degree in economics and she's worked with Deloitte London in international corporate tax. And she is from the beautiful country of Lagos of which I have family members. So it's one. she's also one of the top consultants globally in the family enterprise world. And of course, we'll be talking about uh, the essential leadership skills needed for a next gen. So, Nikkei, welcome to the show today, and I can't wait to get started because I'm going to learn something, and so is my audience. So, let's get started. Uh, what is your why? Why do you love working with NextGen so much? Mm. I think just taking a step back, my why with my work with helping groups build generational businesses is so that they can have generational wealth. I am... Nigerian of origin. I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria, which unfortunately is a poverty capital of the world. Mm -hmm. We have 87 million people living on less than a dollar a day. And so I grew up with a lot of absolute poverty and also with a lot of relative poverty surrounding me. And I guess that really etched and left a mark on my heart mm -hmm. to really want to see a reversal of that, to really truly see generational wealth in the community, both in Africa and in across the diaspora, such that we can build generational wealth and generational legacies. Because like you said, wealth is beyond money. Yes. Wealth to me is opportunity, is potential possibility. There are rooms in our world right now where the most influential sit in and they make decisions that impact 
most of us. And we might not know who these people are. These rooms don't necessarily come with a gala, a fanfare, a press coverage, but quite often as one ascends up the financial ladder, you ascend up the social ladder and you have greater scope to make a greater impact on the world. And I believe that at this hour, as people of color, we cannot be left out of such rooms. Yes. We must be in such rooms because the decisions impact on us too. Yes. Um, by 2050, Africa's population will double. Mm -hmm. One in four people on the globe will be African. Yes. The global issues that we're seeing right now, food insecurity, climate change, yeah. um, you know, wealth inequalities impact mm -hmm. us too. So we need a voice in those rooms. And I believe that Ascending up the wealth ladder is a key way to get access to those rooms. So that's really my why. <laughs> well, I tell you, Nikkei, that is you, you touched on all points because that wealth gap is widening as we speak. Mm -hmm. Climate change is a big issue. We see the flooding, the hurricanes in the U.S. We see uh, deserts, you know, plants can't grow. You know, we have so much taking place. And like you said, that poverty, poverty level it's really devastating. Also here in the United States, of course, we're going to have in 2050, uh, the minorities are going to be the majority. Mm -hmm. That's why we're seeing so much on the political scale right now and how things are changing. And for me, I worked on Capitol Hill, so I know exactly what they're talking about. But I think a lot of the citizens are not really aware of it. And people of color, we have to get really engaged uh, a lot more politically uh, mm -hmm. to try to get some changes as well. So you, you brought up some really wonderful points and uh, I really thank you for that. So let's talk a bit now about the fact that you're the co-founder of African Family Firms. Mm -hmm. How does your firm add value to your clients? Mm. So actually African Family Firms is a nonprofit association. Okay. Um, I do my consulting um, mm -hmm. under a different vehicle, Nikia Nani Consulting. Um, and there I work with families privately. So African Family Firms is, mm -hmm. when I started my journey in becoming a legacy consultant, it became super clear to me that not all families were ready to have a third party come into their families, be vulnerable on very sensitive matters like mm -hmm. you know, succession and wealth planning and, and what have you. But most families were ready to get into a community of family businesses. Unfortunately, in Africa, there were very few um, active family business communities, and that's what African Family Firms is. So our, our, our platform is aimed to champion generational wealth and generational legacies throughout the continent and in the diaspora. Sure. And we do that through four key pillars of activities. The first is a community, a network, so um, safe spaces in which families sure. gather, um, very small amounts of families, 10 families that meet on a monthly basis and they can share their issues, they can connect with one another, they can learn from one another. Sure. We also do a lot of education and training through primarily virtual these days um, on how to build a business that would outlive you, how to choose amongst your children who to take over, how to think about, you know, dealing with um, passing on shares and assets and trusts and foundations and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, we also do research with partner organizations to investigate why it is in the community we haven't been seeing as much multi-generational success as we can. Sure. Um, in Nigeria, the figures are quite shocking. Only 2% of 
family businesses will outlive the founder. And so we're partnering with organizations to find out who are these family businesses, firstly, their age, their sex, locations, industry. And then secondly, why why this 2% phenomenon and what can we do as an organization to curate packages and education to support families through generational transition? And then lastly, advocacy. So, so that's what African Family Firms is about, is building and supporting families with their social capital. We yeah. are of the strong opinion that it's not sufficient to just amass financial capital. Actually, what is key to building legacy wealth is social capital. And as you navigate, progressively move across generations, the importance of social capital increases yes. um, over time. And so... Unfortunately, within the black community, we've not been as intentional as yeah. other communities in building and nurturing our social capital. So this this seeks to be a platform through which families can create a strong network with one another across the continent and in the diaspora. Yes, that's very important. In fact, uh, with me, I'm an entrepreneur and uh, I have two young children, two teenagers. So my daughter, she's going to school for business next year to college. And so I'm looking at her being an entrepreneur. That's what she wants to be. And my son, he's 15. He wants to do the same thing. And so now I'm setting that up for them so that they can actually do that. Hmm. And uh, like you stated, to have it to outlive us, that's the important part right there. But like you stated, the percentages are so low uh, that well, we have nowhere to go but up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So well, that is fantastic. So what is a change creator? Mm -hmm. Is that? I, I can't wait to hear it. Tell us more. <laughs> okay, I'll take a step back a little bit and just okay. explain where that came from. Um, so my passion is to help families move their businesses from lifetime businesses to legacy okay. businesses. And I think that legacy is distinct from sustainability. Mm -hmm. I think the the dominant conversation in the industry is like sustain your family business, you know, hand it over to the next generation. Uh -huh. And I don't think that's sufficient in the world that we're in um, because we are in a very disruptive world and actually families will need to renew, reinvent, mm -hmm. reimagine, um, essentially will need to um, embrace transformation to sure. be able to preserve the continuity of mm -hmm. their family enterprises. And so, as next generation, it's really important that we're able to be conduits of that very transformation. We're able to um, spot new opportunities, um, be able to implement, bring about impact. Um, we're able to be courageous. We're able to be curious. Yes. We're able to have conviction and we're able to collaborate. Mm -hmm. So that's what a change creator is, is True. those people that are able to spot new opportunities are not just be able to spot them, but actually take action yes. and then have the art of precision implementation so that we can see the impact. Yeah. And so we're looking at the products and services that one happens to sell and market and being able to take that. And of course, we're with that information age now with technology, uh, we'll still be able to do it with that as well. Indeed. I mean, so there are different elements of being a change creator. So it's existing products and services into new markets, new geographies and things, mm -hmm. and or new products and services, sure. um, new investments, mm -hmm. new business models, yes, new joint ventures, 
Mm -hmm. um, so there's different elements. And what the studies have shown is that the most enduring family enterprises are those where each generation brings something new to the table uh, and value. Mm -hmm. adds value. Because mm -hmm. if we take a step back and you look at your family, generation to generation is growing exponentially. And so the number of mouths to feed, so to speak, is increasing, right? So we have to be very aggressive in our um, pioneer, pioneering pursuit of new opportunities to mm -hmm. ensure that the per capita um, revenue profits, cash per head is keeping up with the rate at which the, mm -hmm. the family is growing. Um, yeah. Oh, excellent, excellent. And again, with uh, a lot of the uh, younger generation into the STEM, uh, that also helps accelerate that process in engineering, science, technology, math, et cetera. Yeah, that's that's really big here as well. So thank Indeed. you for sharing that. So Nikkei, uh, what skills are required to be an effective next-gen leader? Because leadership just is, no matter what industry is needed, and it needs oh. to be very effective at that. Share what are some of the essential skills that a next gen would need to be effective? Mm. Um, firstly, conviction. I think it's really important that we have a very strong sense of purpose mm -hmm. um, beyond just dollars and cents True. and very strong sense of values, vision, mission, but both corporately and individually because mm -hmm. they serve as a compass. Like, we yeah. are faced with so many decisions to make as business owners right now and yeah. decision paralysis is real like you can mm -hmm. just be overwhelmed with i can go in a billion directions right now but having yeah. full clarity of purpose mission mm -hmm. vision conviction serves yeah. as that distiller um another one is courage like i said yeah. so um courage to do not just to see sure. um so, you know, courage to act and, you know, to actually even see new opportunities is curiosity, to be able to suspend judgment, to be able to see new opportunity, to be able to learn, unlearn, relearn, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then lastly, collaboration. Um, as next geners, we have to collaborate with one another with our siblings, we have to collaborate with the elder generation, we have to collaborate mm -hmm. with folks in the business to ensure that whatever concept initiative we're, we're proposing, we're pushing for, is one that has collective benefits where all these different stakeholder groups see what's in it for them, take full ownership, and then commit to it to see that they excel at it. So those are the four Cs, so okay. conviction, curiosity, courage, and collaboration. Yes, they're all very important. And being able to make that connection with the more elder uh, members of our family, and then getting down to the younger, the up and coming, those going into college, that all in itself is also a transformation taking place between the generations. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. indeed. So I think, think that's uh, very interesting there as well. So thank you for that. And let's talk about uh, the next gen, uh, ensuring that family businesses are responding appropriately to the crisis. I know right now with the pandemic that has thrown everything into uh, different directions. And now we're trying to get back to normalcy. How do we navigate this 
given this time since we've never experienced a pandemic before globally. Indeed, indeed. I think the truth of the matter is disruption is here to stay. Yes. Its nature might just differ. So the pandemic is just one form of disruption, but right. all the economists, you know, um, work specialists have been warning us for the last 15 years about the fourth industrial revolution world where we would see this digital acceleration and a need for us to sure. um, to really adapt, be mm -hmm. agile um, in the face of this disruption and increased competition. But that withstanding, I think it's really important for families to understand that as a family, when you have a business, you need to not only make time to work in your business, you also need to make time to work on your business. So getting strategic, planning for the long term, and in a family setting, working on the business also entails working on the family. So building connectivity within the family such that there's a multi-generational mix where we can have diversity of thought um, to blend the resiliency of the elder generation with the innovation of the next generation. So right now there lies a really great opportunity to yeah. for reverse mentoring from mm -hmm. the young generation to the old generation on things like digitizing, yeah, innovation, uh -huh. tech, Yes. Um, and also communications, as well. communications yeah. but also for traditional mentoring. The elder generation may have been through the war or they were kids mm -hmm. when, you know, the world war happened and they've been through crisis, sure. both, you know, as a world, as mm -hmm. business owners or as uh, personally. And there lies an opportunity to share stories, um, to help the younger generation in building resiliency. And I strongly believe that we have an opportunity right now as families to build connectivity through a cadence of communication, yes. um, intentional communication on the family enterprise. And often I'm, you know, my clients will say to me, yeah, but we communicate. We talk about the business all the time. Sure. Yeah, you talk about it like very from a tactical perspective. Exactly. And you, and you, exactly. And you talk about it on the fly. Right. You know, whilst you're having dinner, you know, but we're, we're talking about a different level of the way you need to talk about your business. We want you to be thinking about in 100 years time, what do you want to see? Exactly. Yeah. And that's going to be a lot of change in there. That, that's a lot of that requires yeah. not only time, mm -hmm. but it requires emotional and mental space. Yes. To truly um, co-create yes. together. And that often requires that you need to get away from your daily activities in life. It's not something you just shove in the diary at 12 o'clock on Thursday and exactly. everyone just rocks up on Zoom and starts telling each other what they want to do in 100 years' time. Sure. Quite often we have to get to a place mentally and emotionally that's conducive towards true imagination yeah. um, of what's possible in the family, right? So yeah, I always tell families we need to really get mm -hmm. where my work is done is when a family has full clarity on what's the compelling reason for us to stay in business together as a family. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, because that way you can be more proactive. Mm -hmm. Also reactive. Let's say if the markets go down, we have to have a plan in place to address that issue. And how do we get more sales? How do we bring on more clients? 
How yeah. do we train up members of the family uh, to be really in lockstep with the, the changes that are taking place? Yes. The changes are always taking place. So uh, that, that is outstanding. And the families are receptive as well as they're taking on this new new journey? I think we've kind of been, a lot of families have been forced exactly. to, <laughs> to allow for the eminence of the next generation exactly. because this hour does yeah. demand the skills that they have, namely digitization tech yeah. and, and what have you. But um, I mean, there's, there's naturally a lot of resistance with families with sure. change because change represents for a lot of families um, the inevitable, acknowledging that mom or dad will pass away. And exactly. that's a, a tough reality to come to terms with. It is. Or, or even that mom or dad retire. And for a lot of business owners, that's not necessarily something to celebrate. Exactly. There's a lot of fear of what what in the world am I going to do when this is what has defined me i haven't done something their entire lives exactly this is my significance or even a lot of folks don't provide for their retirement so yeah. the average um the average business owner that retires at 65 mm -hmm. would have saved up or invested fifty-five thousand us dollars right yeah. and so the there's a lot of anxiety over goodness mm -hmm. gracious okay how am i gonna make it how am i gonna actually eat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so so yeah it's really um it's change is not easy to embrace it, yeah. it's not but it does require um as you can see this field mm -hmm. of family business and family wealth is is very psycho psycho psychology relational behavioral yeah. as opposed to tactical Tactical, exactly yeah, and technical. i totally agree i totally agree i'm feeling it inside right now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Nikkei, what is your greatest wish for next gens at large? What do you see for them? What do you want for them and wish they would do in the mm -hmm. coming years? I think my greatest wish um, is that they not only leave a legacy, but they live their legacies. Legacy, yeah. Um, I believe that legacy can be made both over time yeah. and over space. Mm -hmm. And living a legacy is living one of impact. Yes. And the challenge is a lot of next gens don't really appreciate just how much power they have, yeah. how much potential they have, and how much possibility is available. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of them feel imprisoned by their circumstance and not sure. powered by possibility, feeling exactly. like they're living in the shadow of the founder. Right. And my wish is that they unveil that and they see themselves for as being powerful. And they walk into the fullness of that and use a plethora of capital, financial, yes. social, human, intellectual, political, to make a positive impact on the world around them. Because exactly. the world needs them at this hour. The world is so laden with so many social issues right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And and then the next gen has to be ready to accept that baton. And it's yeah. one thing to accept it, but it's another to be able to go forward and actually carry out that succession. Indeed. Yeah, I have to be ready for it. I know when I, I wrote my business plan, and of course, there's a succession section in there. And I said, all right, I have a couple of teenage kids, right? Gen Z, Generation Z. And, and uh, they'll, in all likelihood, be business owners themselves and probably carry on what I'm doing as well. Mm. 
So, but uh, you have to be ready for it. My son, he's just turned 15. He, he believes that he can do anything. I'm not going <laughs> to stop you from thinking that. <laughs> I'll get you the knowledge you need to, to, to be able to do everything, but it does take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does. It really does. Fantastic. Now, you're the author of the book, Building Resilient Family Enterprises. How does your book lead and guide readers to grasp a better understanding of next gen? Mm. So that book was my first book, and it outlines a framework to building a resilient family enterprise, one that will stand the test of time. But I'm actually authoring another one at the moment, which will be released in January, called Lifetime to Legacy. And in it is, um, I go in depth on the relational and psychological aspect of building and nurturing family relationships to bring about this legacy. And in it, a lot of next gen struggle with bringing about change in their family enterprises. There's a resistance to wanting to try new things. Uh-huh. Um, there's a resistance to having them have a voice. And in it, I outline mm-hmm. ideas, practical steps on how they can do that to bring about greater influence with founders. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Change sometimes is not always uh, received. I like that quote, uh, Nikkei, that states that when we're younger, we want to grow up and we want to change the world, but there are very few people who want to change themselves, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds <laughs> that goes, right. That goes for me too. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And the irony is change always comes from within. It does. Always, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely always does. Always comes from within. Yeah, we, we were created with everything that we need for our entire lifestyle. Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. So Nikkei, our time is coming to a close. Is there anything else you'd like to share at this time? Um, any contact information, upcoming programs, coaching, your podcasts, of course. Yes, um, I'm also a podcast host. Yes. My podcast is The Connected Generation, and it's for next geners. And we explore yeah. how to build legacy wealth, legacy business, be the best version of yourself as a leader, um, navigate emotional wounds and scars. And um, mm-hmm. it's uh, the guests are phenomenal. They're the ones that make it. Um, I'm just a facilitator and a host. Um, yes, I was listening to it this morning. It's great. I really highly recommend it. Thank yes, you. Morning. Yes. Thank you. And, and if folks want to connect, um, my sure. website's probably the best place. So okay. com. And there, there's links to the podcast, my social media, and other resources. resources. Well. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Lots of resources on there. Absolutely. Well, I tell you, uh, I really enjoyed having you as the, the guest expert today, and you're doing some amazing things. And Nikkei, she's also an award-winning family business strategist. We want to let you all know that as well. And I truly believe that for those of you who have family businesses and you want to get on the right track, there's no better family business strategist than Nikkei Anani. And uh, to reach out and contact her and all of her contact information you can get off the website that's strolling here uh, on, on this particular live stream. So I want to thank you so much for uh, being our honored guest today. And I'd love to have you again sometimes in the future. And we'll talk about it more because over here in the United States, of course, we're waiting for a lot of bills to be signed into law. Mm-hmm. And things are going to change uh, quite rapidly with trillions of dollars hanging in the, in the, in the wind right there. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you so much for being our honored guest today. And again, she's an entrepreneur, speaker, author, and consultant and uh, doing great things. And we need more people like Nikkei Anani 
We cannot find another Nikkei Anani, but we have one here that is doing exceptional work. So thank you so much, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you for having right. me. And for all our listeners and viewers, thank you so much for uh, being with us today. And uh, we'll have that archive out to you on all the podcast channels uh, tomorrow. And so we thank you and really make sure that you get it out to your friends, your family, and your colleagues, because everyone needs to hear this message that's been passed on today by Nikkei Anani. Thank you so much. So I'll see you on the next episode. And this is episode 147. And uh, we will definitely uh, see you on the next one. So Nikkei, have a great day, my friend. Thank you. And you too. All right. Thank you so much. We thank you all for listening. Go to Apple Podcasts, listen to episode 147 with Nikkei Anani. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching, in addition to resources associated with this podcast, email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com. 